Hi, friends. Uh, we had some fun last time going to the store to get pizza. So, it's Monday again. Thought I might do the same thing. The, uh, big difference... Oh, boy. The big difference is that, uh... Everything's covered in snow now. Snow and slush, ice, so forth. Well, not really ice. It's like... 34 degrees out, 34 degrees American. Um, so, and most stuff's not really s icy, it's just uh, slushy and wet and snowy. Anyway, the, uh, the concern here is that it's not fit for biking on, really. You could if you absolutely had to, but it's just, it's far less safe than we want. So instead I put on an old pair of snow boots that don't quite fit, and we're going to walk to the store but because we're on foot rather than biking we're not going to walk as far as uh, as we went it would take oh quite some time to walk over to the store so we're going to go to a nearer location we're going to go to one of those gas stations that we passed over on the way now this portion of the sidewalk isn't shoveled but here Oh my gosh. Will I ever remember to turn off phone notifications before I start recording? Friends, I think we know the answer to that. The answer is no. No, I won't. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so today is the, um, I have an announcement to make. The announcement is that today is the last consecutive podcast day. I'm not going to stop the podcast. I'm just going to stop doing the podcast every single day. Um, I still might do it many days. I just... Uh, having to do it every single day is starting to make it less fun. Which is exactly where you don't want to be. And... Uh, the... The occasion for this is that this episode... I'm not sure if you've noticed, but this episode is the, the Mew episode... The end of Generation 1 episode. This is the 151st episode of the podcast. So, uh, I've done it for 151 days straight, and I think that's... <laughs> oh, I think that's good enough. Um, I'm walking past a bunch of... This portion of the sidewalk always has goose poop on it. I'm not sure why the geese like this area, but they sure do... They sure like it. It's a, um, well, it's a long straight portion of sidewalk with some pine trees of some sort. Uh, in, oh, well, this is interesting. We've got a branch that fell down. It came off the tree. Let me see if I can take a photo of it. Um, Yeah. So I have a photo of it from the other day when it was falling down and broken in one big hunk and then they cut it and chopped it and tore away most of it so that it is um, so that it's not covering the sidewalk. But they left some big old logs here. And I feel like 
Yeah, they're like too heavy to easily carry back home. But maybe I could. I don't know. I don't I don't need the logs. I just like the idea of having giant logs. Who doesn't like giant logs? Um fascists, that's who. That's not that's not true. The uh the, well the fascists like bundles of sticks and the uh I guess communists like giant logs. There, there we go. That's our political discourse for the day. Um So anyway, there's a portion with a bunch of, ga- of pine trees. Maybe maybe geese like the smell of pine trees? Maybe they like the shade of the pine trees? The, uh, the pine trees obviously don't lose their needles in the middle of the winter. Um, part, of this, uh, part of this trip is to see if I should bother, because I have these boots. And I was trying to ask myself, oh, should I try bothering wearing the boots? As I walk to uh, as I walk to the bus stop to go to work tomorrow, my evaluation is um, probably not. They're just uh, they're just so completely uncomfortable that it's hard to hard to justify wearing them for any distance at all. Uh, here I am. The bus stop is actually quite close to my house, so. We're already up to about where I'd have to go to get on the bus. In fact, there's, there's one person at the bus stop right now. And uh, I'm already getting sick of these boots. So uh, we're going to vote no on boots. Well, these boots, at least. Nobody in my house know whose boots these are. That's the other confusing thing. Um, and they're very loose. Like, they just have some little, uh, clippy thing that you have on, uh, oh gosh, like on camping backpacks and stuff. There's a little plastic thing that goes on the strings, and you sort of use it to kind of hold the string in place. Yeah. That's what's holding these boots onto my feet. And, uh, that kind of works for backpacks, but it doesn't really work for boots. Here we got a puddle. And, uh, yeah, that was a good splash, a good test of the boots. The boots seemed to have maintained structural integrity during the puddle. Although the entire, uh, whatchamacallit, the gutter next to me is an excessively gross mush of slush and water, too deep to step in with boots. A very cool car drove past, and uh, we know that it's a cool car because it drove past at least 10 miles over the speed limit, so that's how we know that they're awesome and that they have a place to be. Certainly, that's the best thing that you should do in a residential area near a damn elementary school, drive 10 miles over the speed limit. Now see that car? That car was going closer to the speed limit, so we know he's not as cool as the first one. Um, yeah, now, uh, oh, I said Aiden, Aidenwood is, uh, I was watching, I was going to do this earlier in the day, but then I, I woke up and, and Aiden was streaming, Aiden was responding to 
somebody on the internet named Dario. Now friends, I know that when someone's wrong on the internet, that's always the best way to start a serious discussion, but Aiden made a very good effort. Dario was basically saying, uh, if you believe in one superstitious thing, you're likely to believe in more superstitious things. You shouldn't believe in any superstitious things. All religious people are wrong. And Aiden was like, uh, bro, you're kind of being completely dismissive and uh, reductive about the situation. It's a lot more complicated than you think. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty much with Aiden on that one. And uh, specifically, a lot of the questions came down to uh, evidence of the materialistic nature of reality or lack thereof. Hey, it's that bus. We're not getting on the bus today, but it's comforting to have a bus go by. Public transit, all that. Now this portion of the sidewalk has not been shoveled. So we're getting a lot of good snow crunching sounds. This is, this is quite nice. Um, and if I have to walk through the crunchy snow like this, then uh, the boots go from being like a 5 out of 100 to like a 6 out of 100. There's a, there's a benefit, but I still feel like if I had just worn my normal shoes, I would be having a better time right now. Anyway, so we're about to go into the gas station. So uh, I won't talk to myself exactly, because then I would sound like a crazy person. But uh, you know, I'll just leave you guys on. And uh, welcome to Jackson's. Hey. Let's see. Well, so we're gonna get some mango tea, folks. Oh boy, kind of pretty well stuffed in here. Get two of these. What are our options? Cheese Danish, berries and cheese Danish. berries and cheese Danish. Okay. We got two mango peas, berries and cheese Danish, and what we're really looking for... Aha! Jack Link's beef and cheese. Do we got the tall version or just the short version? Oh yeah, here we go. Two X beef and cheese. Three seventy nine feels a little pricey, but I really like this cheese. Um, muddy buddy pretzel bites. Should we get some muddy buddies? Friends, should we get muddy buddies? Hmm. 
All right, we'll do it. He convinced me. Hey. Good. I got one of them card things. I know sometimes I don't put it in fast enough and then they got to redo it all. Um, Ray is not here. Uh, yeah. this way. Do you want to come back? Yes, please. Push back. What are you doing, Ken? What the heck are you doing back here, Tanner? Oh, visiting because their assistant decided they were going to kill us today. Usually at just any random store, it's pretty much just their, uh, pretty much the guy that they call when they need help. Now, friends, you might think to yourself, Look, Thor, how can you just record that whole conversation there with all the people not knowing that they're being recorded? Isn't that unethical or illegal? Well, the answer to unethical I won't speak to, but illegal I will definitely speak to. The answer is that no, in Idaho it's not illegal. Uh, in Idaho we are what's called a single consent state. Uh, at least one person in a recording has to know that the recording is going on. And since I knew that the recording was going on, then it's fine. Is that a good law? Well... Friends, moments ago I told you that I would want to speak to the ethicalness of the situation. That was a big lie. I actually uh, am not going to avoid the ethical issues. We're going to go into the ethical issues. Should we have single consent recording laws? No, probably not. No, that's not a good idea. We should probably have recording laws where like, everyone knows that they're being recorded. That would probably be better for society. Um, but here we are. Makes, uh, makes for podcast content. And I think everything that was said in that conversation was harmless enough. So it's not like we're trying to, you know, secretly out people as being paid crisis actors or anything like that. Paid crisis actors is my favorite crazy right-wing phrase. Why would you... I just don't even understand the perspective. A lot of the time you hear crazy right-wing people saying that, oh, this and that is happening, and you're like, no, man, that's what you do. That's, that's what you think the world should be able to be like. You're only accusing other people of stuff that you yourself want to do. That's how it often usually feels. Lately, I've been listening to uh, a podcast called Knowledge Fight. They do a fairly in-depth analysis of uh, Alex Jones's InfoWars show. Uh, each episode of Knowledge Fight covers one or more episodes of InfoWars where they, well, they're like one-hour episodes, one hour and a half maybe. They, they go into depth talking about what is Alex Jones putting forward, who are these guests, and all the different ways that he's wrong uh, about his violent conspiratorial beliefs. Um, not that he probably really believes in any of those things, but that he wants to make money by conning people into thinking that he believes those things. So, that's like a whole second level of unethicalness. 
Uh, but where were we? Oh yes. Ooh, a nice duct, duct cleaning and sealing company. They've got a big pickup with a cover on the back bed, and then behind it, like a little trailer thing. Um, let's cut through the. Uh, let's cut through the parking lot of the church, which I did in the first time because it let us see those. Uh, Delightful logs. But now that I'm thinking about it, we'll do it on our way home. Not sure why I always seem to take this uh, shortcut on the way home, but not on the way out to the gas station. It's a little odd. But hey, at least we're putting these snow boots to good use, right? The snow back here, where it hasn't been snow plowed and all that, is a good few inches thick. Hmm. Call it four. We're gonna stay four inches thick at the good portion. Some of these is uh, melted portions under the trees and never really got snow in the first place, you know. There's a tarp out here for some reason. There we go. Okay, now this is interesting. Ugh. Yeah. Lifeline screenings. Preventative health screenings. Ultrasound your arteries to check for plaque inside your arteries. Certainly sounds interesting. Um, I don't think I need an ultrasound today. I think I'm good on that front. But uh, nice to know that there's the option. East side. Lear, Raider, some of the stickers in these, uh, well, not stickers, uh, brandings, Tucson, I like Tucson's a model of car, it's got a sticker stick on it, it's like metal letters bolted on the outside, well not bolted, welded, welded is the word I'm looking for, so, uh, anyway, friends, what Aiden was talking about with materialism. I think the biggest uh, point, which Aiden did go into, is uh, that both materialistic belief systems and other belief systems, uh, they eventually bottom out. And they have to just, it's turtles all the way down, they have to believe in something circular. There's, there's an element of faith before you can believe in anything. You, uh, you can't have a completely, completely fundamental, like even believing that the universe exists is itself an article of faith. But a lot of people are not necessarily comfortable with calling an article of faith, but people are you generally comfortable with the idea that, oh, maybe there is a universe. I'm willing to put up with the belief that there is a universe and not question that much, at least for now. So, I mean, most people are not so solubistic that you'll, uh, that you'll be able to hit them with a chair without them complaining about it. So, we can, uh, we can kind of comfortably accept a little bit. We can accept a little bit of, uh, 
belief in something, a tiny article of faith somewhere. And after that, I guess what we're really arguing about is what facts can we use to build other facts? What does it mean to be a fact versus, uh, like, like, what is the evidence required to be able to declare something a fact and rely on it? That sort of a thing. And that's like basic humans have been arguing over that for as long as they've been arguing. So we're not uh, we're not treading new ground. We're certainly treading ground. Um, but I think Aiden did a pretty good job. I'm gonna put the uh, the link to the Twitter thread in this episode description. I think you should read it. It was uh, very thoughtfully done over. Oh, heck, I got up at uh, 9, Aiden had already been doing it for a bit. And then at like 11 or 12, they stopped and posted it. So a number of hours. Very thoughtfully done. I liked it. Um, we're back at home. And uh, there's going to be more in this episode, but it's not going to be more walking around recording on my phone in this episode. I'm going to go inside, play a game or something, and then I'll splice it all together at the end. So, until a few seconds from now, you guys have a good time. We are an undisclosed period of time after the uh, previous recording, and I may or may not have eaten the entire cheese and berry Danish setup, and it may or may not have been absolutely delicious. <clears throat> cheese and berry Danish, I would give it, um, I'd give it a milkiness of 12. And uh, a nice smooth gestalt of, uh, like, mm, 13 at most. I'm playing Pikmin 2. It's day 9. Now, um, heck, I think we have all the Pikmin types, friends. And we got some Muddy Buddy cookies. Cookies and cream. Mmm. So... I got the Valley of Repose, which is kind of a... Kind of a winter-themed place. The Awakening Wood is kind of spring. The Perplexing Pool is kind of summer. Let's go to the winter one. It's wintry outside. Let's play a wintry Pikmin session. So our, our little onions land. We got blue, yellow, red onions in our rocket ship with our two captains. Uh, I don't even know. Where are we going on our map? Do we have any treasures? We don't have the treasure radar. All right, well, let's get... Last time our problem was that we had... 
Um, uh, we had water in the way preventing us. Uh, so let's let's get some let's get some Pikmin and have them carry the pellet seeds in the area because we only have twenty two blue Pikmin, which is rather not many. Um, let's see. What happens if we go up this little hill? Well, there's some... There's some nectar. Nectar eggs? Alright, now we got some flower pigment. And a few more pellet posies. Okay, we're getting close to a respectable number of Pikmin. Um, 30, 31. Yeah, we'll call 31 good enough. All right, friends, let's go. Um, oh, actually, yeah, we got some more uh, pellets there. We got a, uh, actually, all right, we got some monsters in this area. So let's uh, go sneak around back. Get behind him. All right, now, Dan K, this is the technique, all right? You walk up to it. And then you just push A really, 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 really fast. And then, and then he'll shake some off. But you call him back, and then you, and then, oh. All right, everyone, everyone get back. No, okay, so we're going to run away. I didn't have as many... Pikmin as I was hoping, so I, I actually ran out of Pikmin to throw, friends. Alright. Now that he's got his back turned, we throw the Pikmin on the back, and there we go. I don't know that that was zero deaths, but I believe that that was one death, or two at most. I think that was very close to zero deaths. Let's, uh, there's a pellet posy, so it's red, yellow, and then it's about to be blue. Oh, I went a little too soon. It didn't have a chance to turn to blue. All right, so all the blues are carrying stuff back to the onion. And, uh, we're gonna get a lot more blue Pikmin here. If you start tapping A at the Pikmin pick site, uh, then... Both Olimar and Louis will uh, will pick the Pikmin. All right, so we got that baby Bulborb goes in. We got a yellow five goes in, and then we have this this unfortunate uh, Bulborb corpse. All right, now let's start picking. 
Yeah, friends, we're up to 59. Pikmin, all blue, of course. Um, Alright, and then up on this little hill... Let's see if we can. Oh yeah, there's a there's a there's a ten flower that spawns up on the hill, but because you have to throw the Pikmin, it's a little hard to get the timing. But we have managed to get the ten pellet. So the way the pellets work is that um, when you only have one color of Pikmin, they will only be that color. But as you get a second color of Pikmin, they'll then rotate between the two colors. And when you get the third color of Pikmin, they'll they'll rotate between all the different colors. So um, it can become tricky to get the right uh, Pikmin to appear. Um, but you really want to get that color match because if you get the color match, you can get the you can get more Pikmin. So in this case, we got uh, 10 Pikmin added to our 59 Pikmin, which is a nice number of Pikmin, as I'm sure all of you at home immediately know. Um, so with our nice number of Pikmin, we're going to go toward this water puddle, which does not harm Olimar and Louie, and it thankfully doesn't harm any of our blue Pikmin either. So let's, uh, there's a little root gate thing here. So we're going to have our Pikmin work on that. Okay, so this path leads back down into the campsite, if we wanted to. Hmm. Okay, there's obviously some sort of buried treasure up here. Um, we'll have to bring some white Pikmin who can search for buried treasure. But first we have to solve this. Ah, here we go. Friends, we have the, the rock that is plugging up the drain of this little pond. We're going to break that rock, and it'll drain out all the water. Excellent. Now we can proceed to the rest of the level. But we're going to get our white Pikmin and go back and get this buried treasure while we're thinking about it. Don't want to forget about buried treasure. All right, so we're going to get out 19 Pikmin, 19 white Pikmin. Uh, the white Pikmin are kind of speedy. Well, it helps that they're all flower Pikmin, but even the even the white leaf Pikmin are keeping up with Olimar. Um, going across uh, a manhole cover, going back to the cave mouth that we went at before, past a little snowman up on the hill. Well, I guess a big snowman compared to our size. Alright, so now we're going to go into this buried treasure area. Ah, here we go. They found it. The whites found it. They're digging it up. That's a little bit annoying. It's some sort of artichoke or tulip bulb. It's a bulb of some sort. Hmm... All right, so the next thing that we really have to be doing here is that we need uh, to build a bridge. However, 
Oh, we got the thing back at the home. Back at the home base. Its name is a spiny alien treat. It's 50 Pocos. We're at 3545. Um, we're going to have to build a little stick bridge, but we have to walk through some more water to get there. So we're going to take these blue Pikmin that we got. And first we're going to totally, totally brutalize the local fish. Fish tadpole creatures. Alright, so we have arranged for those little boys to be taken back to base. Oh crap! There's flame pigs! No! Oh my gosh, there's a little cutscene about the, the blue Pikmin being on fire. We gotta blow our whistle to help them. No! Oh crap! Just get over there. Oh, that was terrible. That was the goofiest thing. Why are you still in my squad? Get build the bridge. There's like a blue who kept not who kept not fighting. I'm going to hit this little dumb pig until it dies. Occasionally it tries to wiggle its butt at me, but it can't. Have you guys finished the bridge yet? You have. Hey, guess what? Guess what? Flames can't hurt you if you're behind. All right, let's throw this. Let's throw... All right, well, we still got 55 in the squad, so... Uh, all right, Olimar's pretty hurt. That's what you're hearing is the damage indicator. There's a monster that blows uh, rocks, but if you can get it to blow a rock at another monster, the rocks are slightly homing. And if you can get the rocks to, oh man, Hey, Rocky, 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 Rocky. Come this way. Into the pig. Yeah! The the rocks will... damage other monsters if you can hit them into the weak spot of a monster. Or in this case, the entire pig. Unfortunately, with some monsters, they have a shell. Yeah! Wow, we're really getting it. All right, we've got two monsters that have been eliminated. Now this last one is kind of difficult. What you got to do is you got to get the rocks to swirl around and bounce back into the creature. But they've got like a really bad minimum turn radius, so it can be tricky. And we're getting it. It's going, it's going, it's turning. And boom, the creature has now been eliminated. The rock-blowing creature. Now, I'm going to have a bunch of Pikmin carry these things, although I don't think that we have enough time, friends. 
All right. We got some. We got some Pixmen. Oh yeah, this is. Yeah, once it starts doing that, then that means that we are going to get our 10-second countdown. Right? Maybe not. Well, we're near the train of Pikmin. 10... Yeah, none of these are going to get there in time, unfortunately. So we're going to have to call all of these Pikmin back into our group. And uh, we're just going to lose out on a lot of potential, potential pick stuff. Well, that was still pretty good. We have a, we had a successful day. We can pick some of these. One of the monster types it showed as we were flying away, but that I didn't see today, was a flame bulb orb. Our funds earned was only 50. It's not too many. But our blue Pikmin population went from 23 to 91. So we'll call that a win. Some say that you should look to the past, to places you have been already, in order to make new friends. Of course, extraordinary people like me always press onward. That's a, a letter from the boss. Our boss is pretty crazy. Let's save the game. Um, I'm enjoying these Muddy Buddies. I know, Brett, you have some problems with eating sounds, but... Mmm. Mmm. Okay. Okay, we're going back to the Valley of Repose. Repose? Repulse. Um, so I don't even know what type of Pikmin we're supposed to be... Uh, uh, we're supposed to be collecting. So I'm going to put away the eight blue Pikmin that we didn't pick from yesterday. And I'm going to bring out the 19 white Pikmin so that they can uh, so that they can check out any hidden treasures we may have to check out because uh, they can unbury hidden treasures from underground. Uh, oh, see, we're getting a ping. There's a little trail between the upper portion and the lower portion. Let's see if we go up here. 
Let's start taking this trail back down. Ah, it's a snorget! Oh no! So it wasn't a buried treasure that I was seeing. It was the snorget. All right, all right, all right. So here's what we're gonna do, friends. We're gonna put away those white pack Pikmin because they are fragile and valuable. And we're gonna bring out uh, what we in the biz call 100 red Pikmin. And then with those with those many hundred reds. Oh, this is good. I'm, I'm zoomed out, looking at the overhead view from high above, and I'm just loving the look of 100 Pikmin at my command, ready to swarm over whatever I deem swarm-worthy. Um, and I still like the little snowman. He even looks good zoomed out and from above. Um... So we're going to go to let our little Pikmin join up and then get the Snarget to appear and then throw red Pikmin at the Snarget's head. Summon every Pikmin back. Summon every Pikmin back. All right, throw Snarget. Throw him at the Snarget's head. Uh-oh, he's eating some of our Pikmin. I don't think I'm quite hitting the Snarget's head. In fact, hey, come on, Pikmin. Just uh, just hit him in the body. Oh, he's not... The problem is that there's such a weird angle here. We're like in a little tiny trail in a little tiny uh, snowy thing. Maybe there is a buried treasure? <gasps> the buried treasure is separate from the Snarget. And I put away all the white Pikmin too. This is the worst. All right, well, in the end of the fight, there are 91 Pikmin on the field. So uh, that means that we only lost nine Pikmin. And losing only nine in a Snarget fight is uh, acceptable. All right, now we have to go around back out to the treasure point with the white Pikmin. I know this is taking a lot of time, but um, such is the life of a treasure hunter. Mm. A treasure hunter with muddy buddies at his command. Okay. Let's see. What do we got? All right. Once it's sufficiently dug up, the rest of the reds can start digging up too. It looks like, oh, it's a, it's a ring. It's a golden ring. I really wish that that treasure dar beeper was not so beepy. All right, so we're taking, we're going to let that go back to, we got 63 in the squad, and we're going to, we're going to have him stop at the stick bridge. Olimar is going to, oh, let's check on this treasure. Uh, 
It's a pink menace. That's a golden ring um, with a heart, a pink heart on one side, on the outside. It's a value of 100, 100 Pocos, which is more than a year's salary on Pikmin Planet. So this is another monster that shoots the um, shoots the rocks. Unfortunately, it looks like the two rocks just combined, just collided with each other. I'm trying to get it to shoot a rock out, which I can then lead back to hitting it. Boom. One hit. Oh, we can handle the rest. I think we can just punch it. No, maybe its hit point bar is bigger than I was thought, thinking. We can surely just send our Pikmin after it. Oh, careful not to not to be hit by the boulder. Ah! Yeah, there we go. Why do you why do you think this is always the way you go? Oh, I see what you're doing. I see what's going on, pal. Hmm. There's a bear statue way up high. It's like a wooden statue of a grizzly bear. We need yellows for that. We have some water and there are monsters in the water and then a flame Pikmin on the far side. So we'll need blue, we'll need some yellows, we'll need some blues. Oh, so this is like a flame pig, but it's actually a water pig instead. Um, so that's kind of funny. Oh no! It's trying to run. Emergency Pikmin are suffering. If you blow your whistle with B, you may be able to help them. It's trying to do the little animation that the Pikmin have been encased in water from the water pig, but I'd actually already blown the whistle to save them before they even got there. Let's see if we have any whites. We got, we got two white, three white Pikmin. Well, we're gonna have them work on, no. Don't work on that, work on the gate. There's a gate with some, uh, uh, some poison emitters underneath it. And well, let's see. Here we got a blow pig up in the sky. Let's see, oh, there we go. We got, we got some Pikmin on it. Come on. This is hard to do without any yellows. He's actually not too dangerous, except that he can blow the pellets, or he can blow the petals right off of a Pikmin. Yeah, getting some reds on there. Bring him down! Ha-ha! The blow pig has been blown to bits. And we get uh, four pellets out of it. And we get some st a little stick ramp that they can start working on. So you guys, you start working on that stick ramp. Oh, here we have a the rock blowing monster. Well, that's just gonna take forever. 
All right, Pikmin, come on. We're gonna fight the rock, the rock monster. Well, this is a, this is a buried version of the monster that blows the rocks. All right, come on. Get up the hill. There we go. Oh, they're finally getting up the hill, and they're fighting. And down it goes. Oh. Well, it mostly goes down. All right, take that corpse back. And we got a crown. How many do we need for this crown? 30? 12 there, 14 there. We want this crown more than we want whatever monster corpse. Let's see, I got 17. Oh, that's 29. This is ridiculous. All right, I'm gonna take one Pikmin off of the root thingy. And now we got 18 Pikmin here. And come on. Go. All right, 30. All right, White Pikmin, you're just gonna get forgotten about. Go go work on that crown. You, you'll get left behind on accident somewhere, something otherwise. All right, so the crown's going back. I think this is a pretty profitable day, folks. I think we're too close to the end of the day to go get more Pikmin, take them out to a task, and have them solve the task. But, I think that we got a bunch of cool stuff. Hmm. What happens if I put away all these reds? And, uh, I'm going to get as many yellows out as I can. And then we're going to see about grabbing that snar Snarget head. Because the Snarget head ended up pretty close to the base. So maybe they can just grab the Snarget head. And, uh... You know. Get a few more yellows. Mmm. Cookies and, cookies and cream. Uh, Muddy Buddies, friends. That's... Lugathor recommends. A very satisfying milkiness and a very satisfying gestalt. Oh, look at that. We're getting a bunch of everything. Time to start picking. Pick, 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 pick. Oh, when you're out of Pikmin to pick in the yellow zone, it goes over and they start picking up the red ones. So that's great. 
Okay. Well, the crown is nearly back in the base. And the crown gets sucked up into a rocket ship. It's an unspeakable wonder. And it has a value of 120 Pocos. I don't know, ma'am. A cheapo ring like you'd find in a 25 cent vending machine and an entire golden crown, even a kind of cheap looking golden crown. And then the ring is worth 100 and the crown is worth 120. What the heck are these Pocos worth? Maybe, and I know this is a radical idea, but maybe they're just arbitrary numbers that some developers wrote down. But I know you'd never believe that, friends. Okay. Everyone is safely um, stowed in the party. Just put them back in their engines, just for fun. Gotta put some white Pikmin away. All right. One. Zero. Man, I don't have any desktop audio going. I feel like a dummy. There we go. Wow. Hey, it wouldn't be podcasting if there weren't a bunch of audio problems. Well, oh, we get a letter from like a, our son, I guess. Hey, you should know, I didn't get that part-time job. That stupid store is only hiring teenagers who wear too much makeup, apparently. Maybe I need a new look or something. What bizarre letters. Well, I did two days without any audio from the game. So I guess I'll do two days of audio from the game and anyone who wants to skip to this point in the episode, um, then you'll know by now that you should have skipped to this point in the episode. Um, so let's go back to the valley. We're gonna get some yellow pigment and we're gonna get that bear thing. Because I want a wooden bear statue. Sounds great. 
one red that I didn't pick before. Let's put him away. And then we're going to bring out all 80 yellows under our command. Wow, they immediately start collecting uh, little uh, pellets. Well, that's their prerogative. Let's see, red. Oh, hey, that's a good shot. Red, and then... Oh, yeah, we got two, two of the five pellet posies are, uh, came out as yellow. Because they, they keep rotating, and then whenever you end up killing the flower, they, they stop in that mode. So we managed to get them uh, to stay as yellows. And sending some of the Pikmin, of course, back to carry those back. We still got 59 in the squad. Off we go. And up to our stick bridge across the little river portion. River-ish portion. And... Uh, Okay, so we're gonna get up here and then throw some yellow Pikmin. And then I guess we're gonna keep throwing yellow Pikmin. I can hear them making the sound that they're like stressed out and they're not strong enough to carry the whatever. Oh, now they're carrying it. And. Oh, they need... They're at 35 out of 25, so... That's pretty good. Um... You know, I don't... We gotta we got find out what type of Pikmin we need for these other cave entrances. Um... Because there's another cave that we saw. But we didn't go up and scan it. All right, we go up the little stick ramp. Here we go. Hmm. Yet another cave discovered. Venturing to the farthest reaches has proven rewarding. You may be tired of walking, but just one last step remains. Now go get that treasure! Oh, just one last leap remains. Okay. So, we need fire, water, shock, and poison to enter this frontier cavern. We're ill-equipped. And behind a poison gate is, I believe, that other... Um, uh, whatchamacallit? Cave? Come on, yellows, catch up. Alright, we're going, we're going. So we gotta take the yellows back to base. And we're gonna put them in the onion, and we're gonna get all of our blues and whites. And the whites, we will put to work on our bridge, or on that poison door. Uh... 
the cut in where it cuts in to show that a treasure is being picked up always happens at like the least opportune moments. In this case, I, exactly as I'm trying to capture a pellet posy is when it decides. But it's called a fossilized Ursidae. And it's worth 160. Whoops. Oh well, it came down as a 10 red. Which, I mean, you know, whatever. Let's see if we can get... Where's Louie? There we go. Come on, Louie, we gotta pick some yellows. Alright. Put away all the yellows. And then... Why is there still some, still one yellow pigment in the squad? I, I told you to go away. Okay, and then we pull out as many whites as we can. Which, incidentally, I want to see what happens when you guys are told to bring a thing. Well, they take it to the yellow. I don't know why they take it to the yellow thingy, but they did. So that's fun. Uh, and then we're going to get as many blues out as we can. And then off we go! You gotta wait for them to catch up periodically. Okay. So, okay, you ready? Let's go through another little thing. Okay, here we are at the wooden bridge. And we cross the bridge. And then we go northish. I hope this is north. It's forward. Regardless of if it's really north or not, it is forward. So we're gonna cancel the Pikmin. And uh, with our 19 whites, we're going to have them start working on work. Work on that little door thing. Thank you. We're going to have Louie stay there. And then while that's happening, it's only 19 whites. So that's going to take them a very long time. While that's happening, let's have a look at this... Uh, situation over here. I'm seeing a lot of blue Pikmin killing a lot of guppies. Let's see, I think we have one more guppy to fight. Alright, and now we have an interesting... We have a, we have a treasureful bulb orb. Alright, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna leave the Pikmin inside the water. And then Olimar's gonna bump up and punch him in the face. Which wakes him up. No, 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 come on. Come on. Get in. When he's in the water, he's not on fire. 
And so the blue Pikmin can get him. And he's kind of eating them a whole bunch. But I sort of don't mind because I'm a monster. Um, and... Let's see. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then... Oh, there's one too many there. Let's see. One there. One there. Hey! We got a bunch of stuff going back to the, uh, going back to base. Let's play with, uh, Louie here. We got some white Pikmin who have solved their door issue, and this has revealed another cave. So let's give this cave a scan. Interesting. My metal detectors are reacting violently. I can only conclude that there may be some sort of machine below, but that seems illogical. Oh, rocket ship, you're a talking machine. What are you talking about? So fire, shock, and poison, but we don't need any water. So, uh... That's, that's cool, I guess. Um... I guess we gotta go back to the, back to the base. Should we do fire shock poison? Yeah, let's do fire shock poison. Okay, so we got all of these uh, let's bring out as many bread Pikmin as we can right away so that when all these things come back to the base, they will come back and immediately get stored instead of sprouting, because that would just be annoying. Oh gosh, would it be annoying? Do you have to pick all those mins? All right. Okay, so we got a guppy going into the blue onion. We got the flame bulb orb going into the blue onion. There's some sort of treasure going up to the uh, rocket ship. Looks like a watch or a clock of some sort. Yeah, it's a little clock. It's like a pocket watch. Temporal Mechanism, value 110. 40% of debt recovered. Okay. Um, and we got a, uh, a blue 10 pellet being carried by 10 Pikmin. And almost, there we are. Okay, so now we put away all the blue Pikmin that we can. 
Um. Gotta give it a second. Okay, so we want, say, 35 yellows. You know, it's not, it's too close to the end of the day. We're not gonna have enough time. Well, probably not. You can try. If we can get there with even one second left on the clock, we can go down into the cave. Crossing the, um, the manhole, past the first cave. You see this little leaf pigment on the end that's doing it, slowing us down. Going to the former pond, up to the stick bridge. Oh, I think we're going to make it, friends. I'm just looking at that little indicator, and I'm pretty sure we're going to make it now. Um, going around in the forward direction, which we don't know if it's north or not. Also, I noticed that the treasure indicator is off, which means that we're done treasure hunting for this day. And we have attained the underground complex, I think it was. Now remember that time doesn't pass underneath the ground, so subterranean complex. Time doesn't pass underground, so it doesn't matter that we were really close to the end of the day. We have as much time as we want to complete this dungeon. Okay. I see a little white and purple dude. Oh, we got some fuzzies. Fuzzy dogs. Fuzzy bulbarbs dogs. Another white and purple. Alright. He's out of the picture. His corpse is going back to the store. Okay. So this area needs a lot more white Pikmin than I previously was thinking. Because there's poison gates everywhere. Okay. We got a sleeping fuzzy white... Oh, crap! There's a monster that picked up... There's a monster that picked up both Olimar and... Ah, charge! There's a, there's a pickup monster, but he doesn't pick up Pikmin. He picks up the captains. All right. All right. We got him. We got him. No more picking up. Ah, we didn't get him. We didn't get him. Get, get that monster! Swarm him! Swarm him! Attack! Oh my gosh, no! Ah! Now there's a Bulborb chasing us! Attack from behind! Okay, friends, this is a... Uh... This this is the first level. 
Friends, we're gonna... Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna reset the system. Yeah. We're gonna reset the emulator, which puts us back at the start of level one, and we're just gonna immediately exit. Because we are... We are not equipped. I thought that we could handle it. I thought it'd be a few white Pikmin things, but mostly red and uh, yellow. Oh, how wrong I was. Okay, also 51 minutes, so maybe this is a good time to stop. Maybe we can just accept the fact that sometimes, sometimes you lose a Pikmin. What's, uh, oh, it's, you don't stand under the rocket and press A. You push menu, give up and escape. Abandon your treasure and escape? Yes. We're at 4,035 treasures. So, uh... Oh, wait. Did we lose all of our Pikmin? I hope we didn't lose all of our Pikmin. Oh, no, they're there. We got all of our Pikmin in the squad. All right, we're just going to go to sunset. You're going to have to call that good. Sometimes you, you hold them and sometimes you fold them. And sometimes you gotta fold in those Pikmins. Um, so. Okay. Funds earned. A fossilized Ursidae 160 and a temporal mechanism 110. You got four yellow Pikmin, 18, no, four reds, 18 yellows. Nine blues, whites and purples did not change. Okay. Boss says, Louie, when I was about your age, I made my name thunder through the universe as a great explorer. Model yourself after me, son, and you'll be prepared. Oh, and you'll go places, persevere. I was not prepared for that sentence. All right, game saved. All right, we will we will play more Pikmin on another day, friends. And I will try to remember to get all the sounds right during the whole episode, not just during part of the episode. Uh, as as a reminder, I said during the the going on the walk portion, but just as a reminder, this is the 151st uh, podcast episode consecutively, daily in a row. Uh, and when you even include, when you include the fact that on a few days early on, I put out two episodes in a single day, then that's just, actually, hmm. So I was counting the 151 based off of how many XML entries there are in the RSS feed. 
So I guess this isn't 151 days because I had some days that I put two out in one day. But this is a, the 151st episode. So, uh, that's good enough. We're going to take a little break and I will start, I will continue to do podcasting and stuff, but just not every single day. Some days, uh, some days I won't do it. And I've decided not to feel bad about not doing it every single day. Because, uh, because we're doing it enough. We're doing it enough for sure. Um, and, you know, everyone be good to yourselves.